This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Potential is sky high. I think we can uh, accomplish a lot here. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, we've had it in stints. Um, I remember Washington for like a third period, um, you know, last game for our third period. So it's hopefully we get to stay together and it's going well right from the start that, you know, Bones trusts it, all three zones and, um, you know, plays us in all situations and is comfortable enough to give this full game here. That's Cal Connor talking after the optional skate this morning about his new line, a new line, which Coach Bonus assures us has been played before, but we don't remember it. And it's not in the top 10 on left wing lock. So we we just have to trust that Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Mark Shifley, the winger. Related potential. Is he, in fact, Jim, related to Mark Shifley, the center? I believe they're very closely okay. uh, related indeed. Uh, DT, good to have you on, Derek Taylor, and for Cam Poitras. And um, Kelly Moore did confirm with Mark Shifley yesterday, who did not speak to the media, but Kelly just on his way past him said, can I just ask you if you've played wing this year before? And he said, yes, I did at one game earlier in the year in Minnesota, but not for the game. Like, it was a, a line that was put together to try and get something going. Right. So... Uh, Things are new and things are <laughs> things happening are really and, and they have to be. The Jets are two points up on Calgary. Calgary plays later tonight than the Jets do. Of course, the Jets seven o'clock against the Red Wings right here on 680 CJOB. Nashville played last night, lost. So that's good news for the Jets. Now Nashville with just one game in hand and three points back. Five game homestand, which is just holds your breath critical to the Winnipeg Jets this season. We're going to talk a bunch about, uh, well, Shifley being on the wing is going to be a big part of this. We'll hear more from Kyle Connor as we go along. We're going to talk about luck. It's something Jim and I talked about back in January. And have none of it ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely well, not. Well, we're okay in life. But, but we'll discuss what, what's that playing in. And then there was a comment from Pierre-Luc Dubois from yesterday, which caught me off guard. He said... If in the beginning of the season you told us we'd be two points up and we control our destiny for the playoffs, we'd have taken it. And knowing where the Jets have gone this season, they were once in first place in the conference. I thought, really? Is that what it was? So we're going to go back and examine that. I went back to some preseason predictions from the Jets just to remind us all what we expected them from of from this year and, and what we're getting as we go along. As you mentioned, I am Derek Taylor in for Cam Poitras. Your texts at 204 780 68 as we talk all about the Jets here on Jets at Noon. Optional skate this morning, so no Connor Hellebuck, Josh Morrissey, Dubois, Pionk, or Lowry. Uh, Saku Menelainen out of the lineup. He'll be replaced by Carson Kuhlman. And Logan Stanley is, quote, on call. Standby. <laughs> Stanley, standby. Stanley, standby. For an unidentified defenseman who will be a game-time decision. One of the six is going to be a game-time decision. We don't know which one. Rick Bonus wouldn't say which one, but Logan Stanley is on call. It would be for Stanley his eighth appearance since the All-Star break. One thing that's... I feel like it's in your craw, Jim, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but Mark Shifley... We haven't heard from him about being on the wing. Yeah, I checked with Kelly Moore prior to going to the show, and um, he said as far as he knows, he wasn't requested today to speak. So um, he hasn't spoken much, if at all, since um, the Carolina benching a couple of weeks ago. He did speak uh, after that on, so that was on a Tuesday night, on the Thursday morning of a pregame skate, but he came out while Josh Morrissey was holding court, so only two reporters got some time with him, and then he was done. 
Um, and then he spoke <laughs> at length Tuesday night, which caused all this controversy because everything he talked about from his game was contradictory to what head coach bonus wants, what Dylan DeMello was talking about the team needing to be. Um, so I, I just was wondering if he was going to speak today, but, um, and it doesn't sound like it's anything like I'm not speaking or anything like that. Yesterday, the media there was told that it's a club decision. He won't be, he won't be talking today. Checked with Kelly Moore today. He said, as far as I know, he wasn't requested. Kelly's working on the pregame angles and all the, everything else grabbing, uh, stuff for the pregame show, which this will be discussed on then when it starts at five with Kelly Moore and crew two. I just look, I get it. He's not playing well. He's, I think, being demoted here. I, I, I that's oh, my really? feeling on it. it is to going a top to line wing. winger from from top a, line center, top your, two line center. Your team's number one center with a two point advantage in the playoffs with seven games to go is being moved to wing. It's the most important forward position on the team is center. The only one more important is your number one center, and he's been moving out of his career long position to the wing to try and get him going. So um, maybe demotion is a little hard, but it's not a good move for this time of the season or at this time of his career because it just speaks to how much he is struggling with his play. So I take it as we are in desperate times. I shouldn't say desperate. I should say crucial times. And we're making a move out of your where we need you most to try and get you going. Yeah. So I I would understand if he did decline to speak to the media, but apparently that's not the case. I don't know that actually. He wasn't requested today as per Kelly Moore. And then the club announced that he would not be speaking yesterday. Yeah. But my issue, Derek, is he's got an A on his jersey. He's the face of this franchise. This isn't Kyle Connor or even Nick Ehlers or Blake Wheeler who no longer has an A. If this was Blake Wheeler last year and the year before and all that, he would be within a week having to speak to this. Um, so, but I, seven games to go. And and again, we discussed this yesterday on Jets at Noon. I know the fever around him and we've gotten all the texts and hear from all our listeners who and the fans who keep saying, well, bench him or do this, do that. This isn't what that's about. It's about trying to get him going. Like, they're not trying to discipline right now. What they're trying to do is to get their number one center helping them to win games. Be it at center, in be the it most on posi- the wing. In the most positive fashion possible yeah. without saying, I do, I am wondering about this, though, because I believe that what he said and the eye roll that Rick Bonus had on Tuesday night about, like, just unbelievable that I'm hearing this again was the eye roll I took, was I would think in the last 48 hours there was conversations had. And to be moved to the wing, I would yeah. under, I would assume that those conversations did not go the way the coach wanted them. And I don't know that. It could be as simple as, you know what, Mark? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on the wing. I'm going to load you up with Dubois and Connor, and hopefully you all get going and all that. But well, when I, when Connor I, hasn't <laughs> been going great guns, no, to put it mildly. And, and, and Dubois has gotten better off the injury, but the whole top six has to be better. Yeah. All of them. But the mo- the guy who's got to be better the most is Shifley. So when you're moving him out of his position right now, it's obvi- also saying that I can't trust you down the middle. Well, I'm trying to get it, you going, but is it saying that, or is it a response, for lack of a better word, to Shifley getting the eye roll, saying I like to go and I like to try and make plays. I like to get behind the below the net, below the red line, and make plays. Possession. I like to possess the puck. Yeah. I don't, I like to hold it and wait for offense to be created. 
I, the coach and DeMello on Tuesday they and want everybody else. different, and that precipitates the, the move puck to on the wing. Shoot the puck. Yep. The other comment he had was, I believe in quantity over quality when it comes to shots. And everybody else the, is saying quality shoot over the puck quantity. More. Mean. Yeah, quantity. Or, no, he, he wants better shots than more than yeah, more so shots. So quality over quantity. Yeah. He wants he wants better shots over more shots, which. They can't get this team to shoot enough. Rick Bonus <laughs> yeah. has been literally begging them to shoot more. Yep. And then your assistant captain and number one center comes out and says, I'm going to hold the puck a little bit longer, and I'm a possession guy, and and I believe in in quantity shots over quality shots, or over, over quantity, sorry, quality shots over quantity shots. Which I, I and, get. And so I, I just, get it. I get it. I get that too. But, but there's a that's the disconnect, right? Absolutely. It, it, it is. And that's what gets the eye roll. And it struck me that it's exactly the same thing you and I talked about two and a half months ago when the Jets on January 22nd were in first place. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing. But now the results have gone the other way. And just to recap this a little bit more of why I think it's a demotion, mm. um, as as much as it is as a move to get him going, but also a demotion, is Vlad Nemesnikov hasn't been here for a month. And you're our second-line center now. We believe in you as a center more than our drafted first player, developed number one center at this crucial time of this season. We believe this guy who's been here for three weeks is a better option for us down the middle than you. No goals in nine games for Shifley. He had two in the game before that, so two in his last 10, zero in his last nine, however you want to take it. Um, it it's it's warranted, right? I yeah, mean, the play is warranted. It's They're scratching for anything. This is how cold it's been for Mark Shifley, and this is where I confess a little bit of my own uh, lack of intelligence. I had no idea Shifley was 10 goals clear of any other Jets player. 38 goals this season because it's been so cold and a narrative. So I'm like, how do we get Shifley going? He's got 38 goals this year. And I, if, if a Jets fan dropped in, you know, a couple days ago and hear, heard about moving to the wing, be like, has he got 18? Like, is what's the problem? It's, it's just very cold for if, Mark Shifley at the moment. If you haven't been following the Jets for two seasons whatsoever, and you opened your computer today and saw Mark Schleifley was on the wing, you would be like, what? Yeah. Why? It's been a rocky couple seasons. Um, and for them, but, but about again, 30 seconds. Uh, he's not the only one. And no. they need to get Connor going as well. They need to get Blake Wheeler going. Blake Wheeler's had a, he hasn't scored in 21 games. Uh, they need to get him going and playing better. But this is the one we're focusing on because of the comments that Mark had, the lack of avail- or his availability to speak, and... and um, just where the team is at. But it, it, he's the, the bullseye of this issue. But as with any bullseye, there's a couple of other rings there that we could fire things at that need to be better. They need to get Nikolai Ehlers going, not from his perspective, but you can't have under 14 minutes of ice time. And I will argue a little later in Jets at noon, Connor Hellebuck needs to steal one or two. We all got to be three. better. Along the way, we all got to be better. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. I'm told this is the one-minute power play with Sarah Slay McCarthy. The one-minute power play with Sarah. We don't know if she slayed today yet. <laughs> McCarthy. Sarah, did you or did you not slay today? I think I'm slaying so far. Are you slaying the day? 
Yeah, it's a good day. It's Friday. Cameron Poitras not here. Dirt Taylor uh, filling in for Cam. Uh, is this the best part of your day or is this the bane of your existence? I just Because Cam's not here, you can speak honestly. <laughs> That's what I was told last time when Jim wasn't here. So, uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's always in fun. In a different just, kind of way, you are slaying this for sure. Yeah. Never know what to expect. Jim can't see you from the booth. Just blink twice if this is painful for blink you. Blink twice no, if you Wide open. <laughs> All right, uh, the one-minute power play. If uh, you ever hear in the background of this segment, help me. <laughs> that's me. That's Sarah going, get me out of here. Uh, Sarah, are you going to see John Wick 4? Do you have any interest in John Wick 4? I've never seen any of the John Wick movies. I'm stop so it. sorry. I'm just saying stop at John Wick, the first one. Okay. Derek, it, you, I can do one. This is what you need to know, first of all. Sarah divulged to us that oh. she doesn't care for movies. She likes television. TV. Quick, fast. Okay. So I'm like, what's your favorite movie? She goes, I don't watch movies. So you are the Quibi generation. You yeah. are you're the one propping up Quibi. Attention span. 12 minute here. episodes. Are that- you dead inside, Sarah? <laughs> Do you have no soul that you don't watch major motion pictures? I can watch like the popular one. I don't know. I don't know. Give me some movies that I need to see and I will watch them. Okay. Give me your favorite sub 30 minute TV show that I need to see when I get home. As, most recently, I watched you. No, no, give me a TV show. I, I know you were like, watching me, but what? <laughs> no, 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 the oh, show God. You. <laughs> it's like, that's creepy. The show <laughs> You. You've just been sitting in that glass staring at Derek Taylor the whole time? No, Came, no, it's creepy. no. I, I felt something ominous at the house in LaSalle, but here we are. <laughs> Do you hear that? Oh, oh you're being God. ridiculous, which could be a movie. Do you yeah. hear that? Oh, right. you're being ridiculous. There's no one there. <laughs> I, dun, will, dun, dun. I will report back on the quality of the show You, you. Yes. on Monday when we yes. are back. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. This has been your one-minute power play with Sarah Slay McCarthy. 204-780-6868. Just lost any journalistic integrity she ever had by being on this segment. Well, that's that's kind of what happens in our in our, you know, there's virtue by associ- association, yeah. then there's the opposite when people are around us. She's been to that two happens. Jets games though and they got 3 points, a win and an overtime oh. loss. So she's she goes on the concourse and they're like, "Hey, it's Sarah Slay." And she's like, "I'm a journalist first. Five-game homestand, that would be eight points worth. I think we need to get her to we some, get her to some games. We got to start in some tickets, Jets. I know this will never get on the air, but I'm going to throw my support behind number 55. The texter says, uh, so many non-hockey people, non-athletes shooting off their mouths, I assume is what was meant here. Go get them, 55. Folks rooting for Shifley. I don't care where Shifley plays. This is another texter. Whatever works. I think that's what it all comes down to for us as fans. Whatever works. Yeah. To Jim's point, it probably matters to Shifley because center versus winger is a real thing. Uh, but, I mean, we just want the Jets in the playoffs, right? That's and, that's where we're at. And that's what I've tried to do. Like, I'm very critical of Mark Shifley, but it's Darrell from what I've said all week is because they need him. Like, they they need him to – it's not about – we've got Tex here again today and, and for over two weeks bench him, third line him. Healthy scratch him, all this. And I'm like, they can't. They need him. The, the answer isn't to have less of him. The answer the they're looking for is to try and get him back to where he was at the start of the year. Yeah. 38 goals, 23 assists, about to set a career high for goals. Um, the idea that you're a better team as poorly as he's played without him in the lineup. But that being said, I think he's gone to the wing because they're looking at Nemestikov and said, we just feel better. And it has to be like, I know he's not scoring, 
but star players can have ro- time where they're not scoring, but you can't be giving up that much. And and for all of his woes defensively over his career, he's always filled the net. And it's kind of been this balance of can we get him to fill the net more than we can get him to not have our net filled? And right now, that's not happening at all. I think he has two assists in, in nine games. Nine yeah. games. Yeah. And no goals. But yet he's minus, I think, he was minus 13 going into San Jose. So he's at minus 13, minus 14. To at least two of those games, he had no shots on goal. Uh, so minus 14 with his two assists, take the two assists away, means he's minus 16. Like he, well, no, it's not how Power play works, versus but, right. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, yeah. And then yeah. the power play and everything else. But, um, and like I said, the, he's not the only guilty one, but he is the one that they're missing the most. He really is. I would make it. I'll make an argument that they could. Use, they need more Nikolai Ehlers, and we'll talk about that right now. Right now, coming coming up. But first, I, I need to hit up. You and I talked back in in January about things like luck and how it was going real well for the Jets, and right now it's not going well for the Jets. And we're looking at well, what are the fundamental problems with it? Well, they're the same ones back in January, but they were winning games left and right, and pulling out victories, uh, save for the Detroit game where somehow they allowed seven goals on 22 shots on Connor Hellebuck, losing 7-5, the team, of course, they will take on tonight. That was what they need. You can't manufacture. You can sort of manufacture luck, but luck is just going to go the way it does, right? You were getting outperformed in some games, and you were winning them. Now you're... Not dramatic. You're not hugely different than you were the first stretch, but results are going against you. They're 10 and 17, I think it is, since since they were in first place in the NHL in the NHL's Western Conference. Now that you've brought it up, they have had no luck. But when you bring it up, when a team's struggling like this, fans don't want to hear that, right? They want you to play better because you're not playing better. But there have been some some games where they've hit some posts. I mean, when has James Reimer? in a full season, put two games together like he has against the Jets. <laughs> well, like, I'm being yeah, serious. No, I, I and and no. credit to him. Yeah. But he is a career backup goalie who I don't know if he's had two games like that in a season ever before, and they both came against the Jets. He was absolutely fantastic. And that's nothing you can control. Now, there's things that you can do to get to the net more, get more deflections on him, do all this kinds of stuff. But... This is a, a a career backup who has had some nice little segments of seasons in his NHL career, but he has looked like a Vesna winner against the Jets for two games now, and I just never seen that from his game before. We talk a bunch about Shifley. Uh, you mentioned Wheeler. It's been a Cal Connors not firing them in with regularity. Nikolai Ehlers isn't getting enough chances for for me. Well, under fourteen minutes, it's just not enough ice time for him. Why why aren't we talking about Connor Hellebuck? And well, I'll I'll, prep, I'll I'll give me your initial reaction to why shouldn't we be talking about Connor Hellebuck a little bit in this? He is an elite goaltender, but dot dot dot. Well, I think it's because of the egregious turnovers and and the fashion in which they're giving up goals. Because I'll also say this, in my opinion, like even in San Jose, they had forty one shots. They played really good. They only gave up three goals, but the two goals came off egregious. Well, the one goal came off an egregious turnover yeah. by Mark Shifley, who did very little to try and get the puck back or even slow the player who took the puck off him down and then it ended up in the back of the net. 
Um, the games that they have lost, uh, let's go back to the Carolina game. I thought th- they went into Florida and won. They went into Tampa Bay and won. They went into Carolina, Carolina and lost. And I thought that was the best game of the three that the team played. And those are real teams we're talking real about. Real teams. And Carolina, I would say, is the best out of the three of those right now. But And I thought they played the best against Carolina. But they had horrific turnovers. They couldn't exit the zone. One forward, Connor, left the zone too early. It goes back into your net. There's another turnover goes back in your net on the power play. Bad mm. pass by Wheeler to Pyong. Pyong, instead of passing it back or just eating it, tries to shoot it on net, gets blocked, goes the other way, shorthanded goal. That was in Tampa Bay, sorry. These mistakes in this, Connor Hellebuck has played well. Can he play better? I think so, to your point. He's like, played better this like, season, yeah. He's played better this season than he has in the last two to three weeks. But he's played well enough that the times he's getting scored on are horrific turnovers by this team. So if it's not a turnover and he's making some good saves, like take these egregious turnovers out of the games. And I think that he's more than fine. Isn't that what people are used to, to your point, is when they are of these egregious turnovers, he makes a spectacular save. Before the All-Star break, I just went back and arbitrary chose the All-Star break. 24-15-1 before the All-Star break. 9.23 save percentage, goals against below two and a half. Since the All-Star break, eight wins and 10 losses, 9.03 save percentage, and a goals against approaching three. And I go, okay, well, some of that is if it gets worse in front of you, it's going to get worse for you. The save percentage drops by by two points. That's that's substantial. A 900 goalkeeper is not a a Vesnik Trophy winning candidate. And that's what we were used to in the first... Uh, they were on 63 points. So what is that? The first 45, 50 games of the season. Yeah. So I I kind of want, he's not the primary focus. He's not the reason. He, I don't know if he's really even a reason it's not going well for him. But there are points this season where I've I've looked at him, looked at Connor Hellebuck and thought, you're all you're borderline superhuman. I would love for you to have a superhuman performance. If not tonight, again, April 5th and April 8th, when it's Calgary and Nashville, I need Connor Hellebuck to steal one. And his numbers for the year are are pretty good. He's no longer the elite of the elite, but he's he's in there. Soros, uh, the Islanders kid, Sorokin. Sorokin. There. Okay. Even Linus Allmark is struggling right now, who's probably, True. I think, is going to win the Vesna. Um, and, and Connor Hellebuck, to your point, in this season had a five-game span where it was his worst five games in his career, including the 26 games he got called up the first year, and he had 12 really good ones in 14. This five-game span was his worst uh, performance in a five-game span in yeah. his career. Uh, and I should correct myself. David Riddick was a net in Carolina, but the turnovers is what I'm talking about um, that come into that game and the other ones. Too. I mean, the the Boston, um, not picking up your guy in front of the net a minute in. Again, right, Mr. Yep. Shifley or Kyle Connor, that line, um, and, and gets buried. I, to your point, that's a game, like a minute in, horrific to not grab your guy in front of the net. But Connor has at times made that save. And if you make that save, then you can get a goal at some other point in the first period before Boston does. It just turns things around. But I just think that I don't expect him to be superhuman all the time. Not all the time, but I want a couple coming up. Well, and to your point, they're going to need it. There's seven games to go, and it is time now with the schedule and where they're at for him to steal one or two more down the next seven. 
to to sort of get you know tonight's an interesting game, Derek, because they played they didn't play well against Detroit and then they came back and lost seven five, but they were down three nothing in that game. They this, got hit early. This Detroit often. team is starting to lose to some some teams now right now. Like they're they're at that stage where they're trying to rebuild and get somewhere, and it's kind of going the other way. Andrew Cops in town, and Andrew Cops a guy that loved his time here and loved playing for the Jets and loves his teammates, but he's going to want to stick it to the the team tonight. Um, they're going to need a win tonight, and, and then they have New Jersey here. And New Jersey, I think a lot of fans listening to this, and you can let us know at 780-6868, are thinking that, well, New Jersey's just a win. New Jersey's really good. They just beat the Rangers last night 2-1. But they this team elevates to that, right? So, And then you have your Calgary and your Nashville game. In the next four games, you're right. I think Connor Hellebuck's going to have to steal a game or two. Yeah, the probably abso- two. The absolute stand on your head performance because he is. I mean, he's everything that he's generally everything you want in a, in an elite goaltender you that have, you you can you will let go when they pry him out of your cold dead hand. It might have it might have to be the New Jersey game, but it will for sure be either tonight, Wednesday against Calgary, or the following Friday or Saturday against Nashville. Yeah, he's got to steal one to two of those games, or at least be at the level where if they need him to, he'll steal one. Bruce says, Hellebuck has a habit of letting in bad goals and at bad times. He cost us the L.A. game with two bad goals from the sideboards. Uh, I enjoy this tweet. This is a trap game for Detroit, LOL, says I know. The, the text. Well, you know what? The trap game to me was San Jose. <laughs> I, I'm still, as I as oh, we man. dissect this for, for the past two days, I still can't understand how they lost to San Jose. And that's where the frustration is, right? Uh, I've got been shut saying, out by San yeah, Jose. I've been saying for two months now, where is somebody to come over the boards and say, I'll be the difference? Where is somebody to come over the boards? I'm like, I'll do this. Adam Lowry has elevated his game the last month. Morgan but, Barron has elevated his game the last month. But Kevin Stenlin has elevated his game in the faceoff circle this past month. But where is the Blake Wheeler, the Mark Shifley, the Kyle Connor? Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois is one of those guys. Pierre-Luc Dubois is the type of player that will come over the boards, have three guys on his back, go to the net, jam one in, and then look at you and tell you what he just did to you. Well, I'll tell you where he is. He's on the bench because Kevin Stenlin has to take right-sided face-offs, exactly. apparently, for under 14 minutes. Yes. And, there's, there and needs that's to be- what affects Nick Ehlers' playing time. And for everybody who's screaming about more Nick Ehlers' playing time, I, I told some people on social media this week, listen to Bowman's post game. There was a four-minute span where I had to have Stenlin on because we can't win a face-off circle on the right side without him. Then I couldn't get him off the ice because of the face-off draw, whatever happened. Yeah. So there was a four-minute span where I missed some shifts for Ehlers. That's why Ehlers played more in the third, and that's why I need to play him some more. But for everybody who at the end of the game looks and sees 13 minutes – Print out that sheet, look at who is on the ice at different parts of the game and where the face-offs are, and that will tell you why Nick Ehlers only gets out so much. But to yeah. your point, he's not he, alone in this either. He needs to be a, better. Like, Rick Bonus has the, has the data. We get only so much data as to face-offs and who wins them. Who, Stanley's the best face-off guy on the team at 52%. Shifley's the worst face-off guy on the team at 48%. Yeah, You're taking Nick Ehlers who he's not going to that with three guys on his back, but that cat's going to make something happen for a four-point better chance of winning the face-off. Look, and left, right, and and offense, defense will be a whole other thing that Rick Bonus has access to. But I look at that and go, if it's costing me Nick Ehlers on the ice, it, to me, it's not worth it just to win that one draw. 
or I two don't know. draws. This is a team that. But bonus has more info on that than they I They lost do. two faceoffs in LA and they ended up in two goals and the game ended 4 1 with an empty yeah. netter. Connor Hellebucket stood so on his two head. Two of those goals. Um, but, but, but that's that, what he's trying to avoid yeah, for sure. And, that's what, but, and, and to all the Ehlers, like, I do agree they need to play Ehlers more. But Ehlers also in San Jose gained the zone, put a pass back to the point through the slot. It went the other way on a two-on-one. There wasn't a goal that time. But you can't look at a coach, too, and go, look, we're, we're harping on Shifley to shoot more and this whole debate this week. What are the other things Bowenus is asking for? Stop behind the back passes. Stop through the seam passes that end up going the other way. And those aren't stopping from Ehlers either. Uh-huh. So we're harping on Shifley. We're asking more from, from Wheeler and his possession in the offensive zone, which has become horrific as well. And those are the things that you see from the coach and, and Ehlers too. Stop that. It's incredible because we were having the same conversation two and a half months ago. But man, were things rosier back then.